time now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkhater, and Kathy Endebrock. The love ladies have been talking about New Testament cities, Athens, Corinth, Ephesus, and now today, Patmos. Thank you, John. This is Evelyn in our studio here at today's Christian Talk 1120, the bridge broadcasting nationwide, worldwide, and in the studio with us is our precious friend, Miss Carrie. Good morning, Miss Carrie. Hello, Miss Evelyn. It's so great to be here today. I love that when you say nationwide and worldwide because... Uh, friends, you know, we have an app. It's called The Bridge, and there's an app. And so you can listen wherever you are. You don't have to be in range of the radio station here in Central Texas. You can just pull up uh, the radio station on your app, 1120 AM, KTXW, The Bridge. And um, we, we, it's it's pretty fantastic because I was in Houston a few weeks ago and uh, just Pull up the app, and there we are, Miss Evelyn on the radio. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> we have Miss Miss uh, Kathy joining us today. Hello, Miss Kathy. Are you with us? Hi, Evelyn. Coach Terry. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be with you. And that is such an easy app to use. I am having such a thrilling time um, being in a Bible study with some ladies and walking through Acts and learning about the the birth of the church and the work of the Holy Spirit. And um, I have helped a couple of the ladies just get their smartphone and find that app. It is the easiest thing to do. I'm I'm just so impressed with myself that I go, oh, yeah, this is, I can do this. Let me show you how to do it because I'm usually the one being shown how to do this kind of stuff. (laughs) That's exciting. Well, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to love talk Uh, with the three love ladies. Uh, Yeah, well, I tell you, you know, as always, Evelyn, you are always reminding us that life is worth living and love is worth giving. And when we get to love talk together, that's exactly what we're doing. We just want to share the love of Christ with those around us and share his word with those around us and um, just encourage our listeners. And, you know, in this in these last um, few months, we've been walking through this series on all of these incredible New Testament locations, Athens and Corinth and Ephesus, and and really discovering how Jesus' followers, Paul and John, made connections and made friends and and made a difference. And so we've gone through these cities, and today we're going to visit the island of Patmos, and we get to look at John's time there in a prison colony, removed from society, removed from friends and family, and we're going to learn how he may not have made connections, but he made the most of it. And uh, and so we're going to learn how we can make the most of it when we're in a hard situation, when we feel like maybe we've been hung out to dry, when we've been done wrong, when we've been mistreated, forgotten, cast aside. And, you know, I bet we have a lot of listening friends today who've been in the middle of uh, Harvey and in the middle of some mm-hmm. real hardship, and they feel like they have been forgotten. And so this uh, program, this is for those listening friends, and we're going to learn what John did when he was uh, 89 years old. Evelyn, like That's he was a little bit older than age. me. <laughs> but I'm getting there. I am getting there. Well, you know, our key and, verse today is grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and he who is to come. And that's from Revelation 1, 4. And that's what John taught us, uh, Kathy. He gives us a beautiful picture. Not only the beginning, 
but what it is that God has in store for us. And it, you know, it's making the most of it, right? I tell you what, that, that verse is so amazing when you start, start thinking about your present, your past, and your future. And um, as we explore John's life today, holy cow. Holy double cloud. Oh, holy, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, he he was absolutely making the most of who he was, who he is, and who he was going to continue to be in Christ every single day. And where he was. And where he was. That's- well, Miss Kathy, what before we get into our message today, what's going on with you and your family there in Boise? Let's catch up a bit. Ah, well, you know, we're just in the full swing of fall, and the kiddos are back in sports, and um, Aaliyah's in golf, Jordan's in volleyball, Faith is in basketball. So we're, we're just like, could you not all just agree on one sport and be at one game where Daddy and I can both go and just watch, <laughs> but... You know, instead we're like uh, a, a lot of our listening friends when sometimes we feel like we're going in a million different directions at once. And when that happens, I'm just so thankful for the anchors that we have. And, um, you know, just like John said, the grace and the peace that we have when we feel like sometimes we're in the middle of a frantic schedule. But the girls have been having a great time in the middle of their individual sports, and um, we're enjoying some really nice, cool weather here in Boise and um, just leading this Bible study. Oh my gosh, Carrie Evelyn, the ladies Mm. are amazing and they are just so excited to be in God's Word and to learn about God's Word and to learn about, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit and God's faithfulness and about how He, in, in 30 years, how salvation and the Word of God and the gospel message of Christ went from Jerusalem to Samaria all through Rome, you know, starting to make Mm -hmm. its way to the ends of the earth in 30 short years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited that we get to talk about that today. That is awesome. Miss Evelyn, even you have exciting news. Uh, you're well, getting ready. You know, we're for... taping this program a little early, but uh, we are on a journey, and that journey is to uh, proclaim the good news that Jesus is a grace and peace, and uh, we're, we're 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 doing that. We are in the process of doing that nationwide. We have in the city of Austin with some of the pastors and and church leaders uh, has come forth a new organization called America Praise. And it's taken off of our new book, Praising and Praying Across America. And so we've got uh, we've got a number of major events, one of which uh, if if everything goes well, we will have done by the time we this program comes on is that um, going to Washington, D.C., and calling on every senator and every representative, and uh, and we have scheduled, or we think there is that possibility that Governor Greg Abbott will be going with us, and we're going to congregate uh, together as a group at the Supreme Court and pray not only for our for the senators and and the House representatives, but for the Supreme Court as we go into this fall when so many things are so important in this nation. So there are exciting things going on, but, we, you know, we want to talk about today what 
What makes, what do you do by making the most of your life? How is it you, you make the most of every minute like John did? Well, I tell you what, as we get into our verses today um, and to get into John's life, let's, let's share a little background here about Patmos and, and, and John. So Patmos is a very small, barren island. It's only about 10 miles long and about 6 miles wide, so something that was, um, you know, very, very small. It's off the southwest coast of our modern-day Turkey um, and back in John's time, Ephesus. Many prisoners of Rome were sent to Patmos to labor and to kind of live out their lives there in these horrible, just harsh conditions, and they worked in mines and rock quarries. Um, During this time, so historically during this time, there had been several brutal Roman emperors. Uh, the first being Nero, and he was he started basically the persecution of the Christians at the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, he just, anything that a wicked, evil mind could dream up is kind of what he was doing to persecute and kill Christians. I mean, horrible things. Like he and, tried to board... John in all one time. Well, that wasn't Nero. That was the the emperor that came after After him. Uh, Nero actually beheaded Paul Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of started this, um, I I guess, crusade to to kill the Christians. So during this time, after Nero, Emperor Domitian came into power and he also believed that he was a god and he demanded to be worshipped. And so, as you can imagine, the people there were very afraid and anybody who kind of crossed him was going to be killed. And that's when um, the emperor then banished John to the island of Patmos. And uh, before he did that, he did, Miss Evelyn, you're right. He tried to boil John in a hot vat of oil. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Mm-mm. It's it, it's unbelievable. But here, here's, here's John making the most of it, listeners. He continued to preach about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness and eternal life available only through Christ. And so he's preaching the whole time, right? Let, imagine this listener. John's preaching. John's preaching. And then they try to, they dunk him in this vat of hot oil. And he's still preaching. And nothing happens to him. Nothing. Yeah. And when he's pulled out of that vat of oil, the historian Tertullian writes that the witnesses that were there, many of them became believers in Jesus. Because how else could that happen? Um, And there's kind of a precedent set for this. Back in Daniel, we see in Daniel 3 that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they were thrown in a fire and they were in a furnace and they were saved. And actually another image appeared in that furnace with them Mm -hmm. that was God and they stepped out of that furnace unblemished. So, uh, you know, God had set a precedent for saving people from crazy, wild situations, right? And there is no difference there. So, listeners, when we return from our break, we'll continue to talk about making the most of it. Um, you know, John was put in a vat. 
of oil, and he was still making the most of it. You won't want to miss what we have to say about John and his amazing adventures right after this. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Let's return now for more Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Endebrock, and Carrie Brinkater. Today, they're talking about Patmos. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are here listening to The Bridge and The Love Ladies. You're here on Love Talk. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. Of course, we have the beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison. And on the line, we have Miss Kathy Enderbrock. And Kathy was able to visit um, the Isle of Patmos this past summer. And we've done shows um, over the past couple of months on Athens, Corinth, Ephesus, and now this Isle of Patmos. And, Kathy, you've taken us through some wonderful teaching uh, points here on all of the places that you visited. Um, I can't even imagine what it was like to stand where John um, received revelation from God and was able to write the last book of the Bible. Um, we we're sitting here talking about John uh, being on this island. And we I think, you know, Kathy, when I think of islands, I kind of <laughs> think of a dreamy summer vacation, right? But. But this was not the case for John. How, how did he handle this? I, I, you know, you're right. And if you go to Patmos today, you are going to get a dreamy summer vacation. Um, but when John went there, it was uh, for hard labor to go and uh, smash big rocks into smaller rocks 
and to Quarry Rocks, Carry Rocks, and, you know, all of this at, at 89 years old. I mean, he, can you imagine? Mm. I, you know, I think I, um, you know, going in and just helping, you know, build houses and really hard labor, I, you know, in my 40s, I am desperately sore the next day thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, how long can I continue to do this? And yet John was doing it day after day. And But here's something that we see straight away when he is opening in Revelation um, is that we see that he never stopped spending time with the Lord. And, you know, over the summer with all, you know, Harvey hitting um, the, the coast of Texas and Hurricane Irma hitting Florida and just lives getting thrown into a frantic mess where there is no routine there is no normal. Everything is upside down. And you think, well, I can't, I can't possibly have a, a quiet time. I can't possibly go to church on Sunday. Uh, how, how do I do that? And yet it was such a priority from John. It was the one thing in his life that kept things, if you would say, normal, if you will, that kept um, him making the most of it, was that he highly valued that time with the Lord. And when we go to Revelation and we see John's very brief account of his time on Patmos, he opens up on chapter 1, verse 9, says, saying, I, John, your brother and companion in suffering... That a few of our listeners have felt like they've been suffering a lot. Okay, a few. Um, I join your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, that would have been Sunday, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. And so, um, you know, this is John saying, hey, I was praying, I was meditating, I was spending time with the Lord, I was not out engaged in worldly activity, this is me on Sunday spending time in, in prayer and praise and worship. And, um, and out of that, we get to see all of these amazing things that God brought out of John's time on Patmos. And so for us, this is a huge, huge um, principle that we really need to build into our lives, that I need to build into my life, is that if we are going to make the most of it in any situation, we have to draw close to God. We have to maintain that as a constant in our lives. And, and God gives us this beautiful promise in um, the book of James, chapter 4, verse 8. It says, draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. And um, so it's such a principle for us to build into our lives. And um, so I, I want to just capstone this, and then, Evelyn, I have, a, I have a question for you because I'm really interested in hearing about this. I actually got to go into this cave. So... On Patmos, there uh, is a cave, and as church oral history has it, um, and as it's been recorded in the history books, a John would go into this particular cave to spend time in prayer, in meditation, in, in just to spend time with, with the Lord. 
And it is in this cave that he's said to have had the, the vision that we read about in the book of Revelation. And, um, and what is so amazing about this cave is when you go into it, there is a deep fissure that is perfectly formed where there are in, from one spot, there emanates three deep, deep fissures into the rock. And these fissures are kind of the symmetry of it. They're kind of equidistant from each other, but all emanating from the same space. And when you look at it, you think, oh, my land, how did this cave, how did it not cave in? How did this not cause the, the roof of the cave to completely collapse in? And yet it doesn't. And um, so church historians record that it is from that fissure that the voice of God came to John and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, God speaking in a cave. And when I started studying this during my trip in Greece, I was referred back to a section in First Kings 19.9 where God speaks to the prophet Elijah in a cave. Mm-hmm. So we see that, you know, this is not the first time for God to speak in a cave. It's not an unusual thing. And I think that, you know, while God does not audibly speak to us um his you know his voice generally does not come out of the the ceiling of um you know our house or or anything like that he does speak to us through his spirit he speaks to us through his word um we know that the bible the scripture is alive and active and spending time with god in prayer in his word meditating on it it's not a maybe for us it's it has got to be a must. We have to know where our power comes comes from. And Evelyn, I want you to share because you have such a, a great depth and wealth um, to this about spending time with with prayer in meditation in Bible study. What kind of an impact or what difference has it made in your life? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, with every century, it seems like, or every decade, there are major changes as to how God helps us make the most of life. You don't just do that when your children are in the nursery stage. You have a, an agenda for a lifetime where God is not only working in your life, but in the life of your family. And I think that's why this uh, summer has been, and the early fall has been so hard for so many. It has been for me because, uh, as you probably know by now, uh, I have had two, fainted twice in the last year and had have had two major concussions. And um, that has limited me to some of the things that I am able to do. But it has not stopped me. Uh, and, of course, right in the middle of all this came uh, the hurricane season. And my sister lives in Humble, and uh, they were, you know, I had a niece that um, had to swim out from one telephone pole to the other one. Um, and then ra- just as that was beginning to wrap up, my sister had a heart attack. And, you know, when you look at it, what do you do during these times? How do you make the most of it? Well, I can tell you how I do it. And that is, I learned a long time ago that it, uh, seeking God's Word and living God's Word are two different things. 
And uh, especially during this time, I'm praying a prayer that is very, very simple. And it is uh, from First Chronicles 4.10. And it's a, it's a prayer of Jabez. And we don't know a lot about Jabez. He just appeared suddenly in about two verses, and there was nothing else about him. And he cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted that request. And so how would I summarize this or outline it? First of all, is we had to pray the Lord would enlarge our ministry. And he's doing that in a lot of different ways through praising and praying across America. Out of that has come a new organization called America Praise. And the goal for this new corporation and this new ministry is to every state in the state of every state in this nation would have a local a, a statewide organization called America Praise, where every church is praying 24 hours a day. Now that is a big assignment, but you see that came from not only from John, but it comes from Jabez. Other thing is that the Lord would hold my hand. And he would keep me from harm. I can get in more trouble than anybody <laughs> in your life. Uh, but all of this, for one reason only, is that we may be free to be used by him and make the most mm-hmm. of all of it. From pain to the cheer to any of the things that we experience in this life. And so that's kind of my little sermon for today is if you are, go back to First uh, Chronicles uh, 4.10 and pray Jabez's prayer. Pray it, because it, he will enlarge your territory. What is what is the biggest territory we have now with praising and praying across America? is America. And it's not taking that many people to to fuel the fire, the revival fire, fire that's going across this nation. And then, you know, we have to hold on to him, hold his hand. We can't just go on our own. We've got to be led by the Spirit. And then we've got to, you know, we've got to just... Seek those places of security so that we'll not be in harmful. We've got to be wise as we do it uh, for him. And then first, most of all is that we'll be free. There'll be no constrictions over our life to the extent that we would be prevented from being a beautiful example of the life of John. And uh, it's exciting. It just gets more exciting every day, Miss Carrie. That's absolutely the way to make the most of it, Miss Evelyn. Wow. Uh, listeners, you just would not believe just how special this uh, young lady is that I sit across from. I'm so blessed to sit across from. When we return, we will talk more about John and more about how he continued to make the most of it, even when he was in captivity and when he was struggling every day at 89 years old. You won't want to miss it. Join us after these messages. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986 494 
888-344-4444 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on Shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. More Love Talk straight ahead with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and Carrie Brinkater. Today they're talking about Patmos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You're here on The Bridge. Don't forget that you can check us out on the app. So if you're not in Central Texas um, next Saturday when the show airs, um, you can always check us out on the app, and uh, you can get the radio station 24-7, so be sure to check that out. Miss Evelyn, you've just made some wonderful points about making the most of it. Uh, you said maybe your circumstances have limited you, but they've not stopped you, mm-hmm. and I think that that is so important for us to remember. I've seen so many amazing things come out of destruction of of this hurricane um, in in Texas, Harvey. It's it's amazing to me how people forget about everything else that's going on, politics, mm-hmm. uh, racial divide, you know, all of these things that have driven a wedge between God's people, people, uh, just people. Um, and the circumstances may have limited people, but they've not stopped people. And the good news is spreading out there. And just the love that is shown is sad that a tragedy has had to kind of wake us up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen so much good come from this tragedy. And that's what John was doing. I mean, he was making the most of it. He was exiled, you know, to an island. Right, Kathy? I mean, he, he was his whole motto was, wait a minute, it's not over till it's over. That is so true. I mean, John really got it. It's not over till it's over. And, you know, he was the youngest of all of the disciples, of the 12 disciples. And by age 89, when he was banished to Patmos, he was banished with other prisoners, some Christian and and um, many 
you know, just pagan, just um, Greek criminals and Roman criminals. Um, but here's the amazing thing about John. Even though he had witnessed his closest friends be brutally executed, Carrier, you mentioned earlier, earlier in the show that Nero had beheaded Paul. I mean, John was the last of the disciples. He was mm-hmm. the last one last. And um, he had watched all of his friends be brutally executed on this island. He knew that he would likely never see any family um, or close friends again. But he knew it was not over until it was over. And so when he went to that island on Patmos, he actually held a Sunday service. He continued to preach the good news of Christ. Um, it's like Evelyn said, he may have been limited, but he wasn't stopped. And and John got it that um, nothing can stop the gospel. And that's what we get to see in this beautiful book of Acts in our Bible, is that you can't stop the gospel. It continues to go out. And to be able to share it with others is such an incredible blessing as you get to see it transform and change lives. And so John did make the most of it. And one of the things that um, we hear from John, and I imagine this would be a message that he preached, is that the gospel is for all people. And in Revelation 21, verse 17, we um, hear these words that he records from his vision. It says, The Spirit of God, the Spirit says, Come, and let the one who hears Say, come, let the, let the one who is thirsty come, let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life come. And everyone can come. Everyone can make the most of it. Everyone can understand that with Christ and through Christ, the best days are always ahead, and it's not over until it's over. And... All right, so Carrie, I I totally get it that when we talk about the best is yet to come and when we talk about it not being over until it's over, we can see John, he, you know, accepting his situation or fighting his situation and being told, you know, you're a prisoner, your life is over. How is it that John can really say, you know what, yeah, I'm banished here for life, I'm never leaving this island I'm just a prisoner. I would think that that kind of identity would really crush a person. Well, and I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right, Kathy. It could have been crushing to John. I've heard so many stories over the years from young people who've said, well, I've always been told I was lazy. I've always been told yeah. I was dumb. I've always been told I couldn't do that. I've always been told that I would never amount to anything, I, you know, and they've been in whenever those voices continue to run through your head, at some point you have a choice to make. Can you, do you continue to believe those voices or do you say, I was made for so much more? And I think the only way that you can say, I was made for so much more is to understand that your identity is not wrapped up in anything else but Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what John did. You know, he was not going to just lay down and say, well, I'm a prisoner. Well, I'm an outcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, they hate me. They don't like me. <laughs> they, you know, I'm despised. Uh, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. 
Um, and he, he just wasn't, he wasn't going to do it. He said, you know what? My identity is I'm a servant of the king. I, I'm a witness and I'm going to testify to this truth. I'm going to listen to what God is telling me. He was blessed by God. He was loved by God. He was set free by Christ. He didn't feel like he was exiled while he was there. He was writing and teaching. Of course, he was doing physical labor every day. But, you know, he was writing and and teaching. And he was continuing to let his identity, his true identity, show through in the things that he did on a daily basis. I can just imagine. I'd probably probably be that kid who wanted to be right there by John. You know, when you're... you're, Yeah, when they get that bottle boiling already. <laughs> well, you know when you're around people, Miss Evelyn, that are always like, oh, woe is me. And they have oh, yeah. that kind of Eeyore attitude that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything is um, terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, people go through very, very hard things. Um, but you kind of always want to be around that person that's like, you know what? My house was ruined in Hurricane Harvey, but ah, that's it's brick and mortar. We're I still move have on. drinking water. That's right. I still have my family. My family's mm-hmm. fine. I have my health. I'm good. Like, we, everything else doesn't matter. Um, I remember, Kathy, Miss Evelyn, when I, was, uh, when I was leaving the college coaching profession, I sought advice from a very wise woman that I, I just adore. And she just um, has scripture just flows from her mouth like no other and this is one thing that she said to me. You know, I said to her, it's like, I, I just don't know who I'll be without mm-hmm. coaching. I don't know. I mean, who who am I? And she looked at me and she's like, Carrie, really? Your identity <laughs> is not wrapped up in a job. You are a child of the king. You are a daughter of the one and only true God. You are a sister of mine in Christ. And I, I just thought, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. And, you know, God doesn't say just because this one thing happened to you, that's going to define you forever. And we can't get wrapped up in that awful, vicious cycle of mm-hmm. letting a circumstance define who we are. Um, John didn't let a circumstance define who he was. Um, me leaving a college coaching profession doesn't mean that I'm still not Coach Carrie Brinkater. I'm still coaching. I'm still, the Lord is still using me in those avenues. Mm-hmm. And he's opened up so many other doors for me as well. Our circumstances and our feelings, Kathy, I think this is very important. Our circumstances and our feelings are not our identity. Mm-hmm. Our identity is not defined by how we feel or what we're going through. Our identity is defined by our relationship with Jesus Christ and moving forward through life knowing that the best is yet to Amen. come. Right, Miss Evelyn? That's right. Yeah. You know, when you look at it from that point of view, uh, nothing is bigger than God and nothing is smaller than God. And so, you know, it's just, each one of us have a thing that we learn from the importance of who we are. And I think that's what comes out of Jabez. That was a very humble prayer for Jabez to say, Lord, 
you know, extend my territory, first mm-hmm. of all. I don't want to stay where I am right now the rest of my life. Well, and you know, I Ms. say that every 10 years. Well, you know, Miss Evelyn, I think that, that really, you know, I've prayed that prayer so many times in my life. Lord, expand my territory. And I, I think for us in everyday life, for you, Miss Evelyn, that means taking you to Washington, D.C. <laughs> you know, for me or for some of our brothers and sisters listening, um, you know, that might be, Bring me a friend. Mm-hmm. Expand my tor- territory. Bring, Lord, show me that church. You know, expand my territory. Lord, help me to get to know my neighbors. Expand my territory. Uh, the Lord, when you pray that prayer, Miss Evelyn, it's so powerful because it can mean so many different things to each and every person. You know? Would it help us to open your ears and your eyes? You know, it's not a heart thing. It's what God shows you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the answers that he gives you. And I know, Kathy, you, you've gone through this uh, with a big move that you made, you know, just like to a foreign country. <laughs> but we, I think we need to take our break, um, Kathy. And when we come back, I want you to tell us what is the one thing that you have learned about the importance of who you are in Christ Jesus. Just like John, right after this. Hi, this is John Codron. You know, every day we're constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Well, isn't it time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answer is yes, then you need the Good News Journal, published by our very own Evelyn Davison. With a healthy dose of happiness, hope, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed for free at hundreds of locations throughout Central Texas, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, H-E-B, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches. And did we say that it's free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call 512-249-6535. That's the Good News Journal, an inspirational patriotic journal published quarterly to bring you the Lord's good news. The Good News Journal, 512-249-6535. And you can also read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512 or com. Hello, this is Franklin Graham. I love Texas. I love every inch of it. You're invited to the Decision Texas Lone Star Tour with Franklin Graham. Coming to Round Rock on October 16th at the Dell Diamond parking lot. And we're going to be telling people about a God that loves them, that died for their sins. There will be prayer for our nation, for our family and neighbors, and for the lost. A message of hope. Music from David Crowder. Christian Country Music Association Award winner Dennis Agajanian. And fireworks. And it's all free. The Decision Texas Lone Star Tour with Franklin Graham. So if you have a friend, a family member, that you're not sure where they stand spiritually, you bring them. You can find all the details at DecisionTexas.com. 
One more segment of Love Talk right now with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and Kathy Endebrock. Their topic today is Patmos. Today we're talking about John on the Isle of Patmos. Welcome back. You're here with the Love Ladies. And this is Love Talk. Every week, Saturdays at 2 o'clock. And I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. We have Miss Evelyn Davison and, of course, our friend Miss Kathy Endebrock as well. We've been talking about John, and I, I, I kind of want to take a step back just for a minute. Um, John was on this island, exiled. He was a prisoner, all of these things. He Probably was, one of the life's disciples. He was. He yeah. absolutely was. The last disciple. Um, and ironically enough, John is the only disciple that did not die a horrible death. Um, he actually kind of died a peaceful death, whereas many of the other disciples were died horrible deaths, um, martyred for the faith. Um, so... Our identity. Our identity is not defined by our circumstances, and our identity is not defined by how we feel. And, um, you know, we can get caught up in a victim's mentality. And, friends, we don't want to lessen any of the trials, tribulations, or any of the was. Um, As Kathy put it, we have, you know, the Lord said, who was and is and is to come, we don't want to lessen any of the wases in your life because we know that a lot of those are painful um, and, um, and, and many times out of our control. But the Lord says those things do not have to define who we are. And we do not have to be victims to our circumstances. We do not have to be victims to our feelings. Um, we look to Christ for the next step, and we learn how to heal, and we learn how to move forward and heal through Christ Jesus and, and through healthy ways. Um, and when we get caught up in that victim's mentality, a lot of times we seek out things that are not healthy for us. And um, John sought scripture, and he sought the Lord's face mm-hmm. in a time of trial. Um, a healthy way to deal with his circumstances. Um, so, Kathy, man, what is now? This is kind of a loaded question, Kathy. What is? Uh, holy cow! I don't, I don't know um, if we have time for your answer here. What is the one thing, or maybe a couple of things, that you've learned about the importance of your identity? Oh, okay. So I've learned a lot about this from from just. Seeing how what John did when he was on the island of Patmos, mm-hmm. I mean, really getting inspired by John and saying, "Okay, God, I want to respond the way that John did." John was referred to by Christ as the beloved disciple, mm-hmm. um, and so I, we must when we are in our circumstances, both good and and bad, um, we. We need to respond not with our eyes on our circumstances, but with our eyes on Christ. So that means when we have just gotten that amazing promotion and just gotten that amazing house and maybe have an incredible bonus, um, our eyes can't be on, oh, look, everything is perfect. My life is wonderful. I'm so good. I'm so good. We need to respond with praise, with our eyes on Christ wow, Lord, you have been generous towards me. Look what you have given 
me. It is amazing, Lord. Show me how to steward all of these incredible blessings for you and for your kingdom and for your glory and not my own glory. And as well, when we're in circumstances where we have just lost our house, where we have just lost our life savings, um, where maybe we have been rejected by people that are closest to us, we can't respond based on those circumstances and based on the identity that the world would give us. We need to respond with our eyes set on Christ, knowing that He is faithful even when we feel like the situation is dire, we know that God is is faithful to us, that God never takes his eyes off us, that he is always for us and never against us against mm-hmm. us, and that he has plans for us. And so we can we can respond in a way that is wise. We can be wise in the way that we act um, in those circumstances. We can be wise in the ways that we act towards outsiders and there is this incredible verse in Colossians that says, Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And, um, you know, one of my prayers is that, oh, Lord, on those days where I'm having challenge and difficulty, please, you know, kind of give me some distance from others so that I don't cause someone else to stumble. But... I know and I trust that if he would provide those opportunities, even when difficulties in my life um, are pressing in on me, that I can respond with the love that he himself has given me. I can respond with the generosity and encouragement that he himself has given me because I've gone to him first with those needs. So then he gives me enough, not just to meet my needs, but to then go and meet the needs of others. And so um, I think that that's kind of the main thing I've learned when in studying through John and in walking through life is that no matter what the circumstances, good or bad, um, that I need to keep my eyes on Christ and keep my perspective focused on Christ so that I can be wise in the way I act. I can be wise in my responses and I can be gentle so that Christ is always on Display. I tell you, I tell you what, Kathy, that that's so true to be to be wise and gentle. I don't know if I've ever been described as gentle, but um, you know, remembering that every single person is going through something is a way that we can be gentle. And that marks a follower of Christ. I had to say that to uh, one of my kids this week. I said, I, I don't even know what the context was, but I just remember saying, hey, just remember, you never really know what somebody else is walking through. Yeah. Be gracious. Be yeah. kind. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking today, uh, Carrie and Kathy, about making the most of it. Mm-hmm. And the it for us is different. It is. You know, I'm 86 years old. And my it is not the same it that you have. Mm-hmm. Rearing children in a time when there is just so much uh, downplay from evil and all those things that um, we do not participate in as Christians. And so, you know, what what is it? What does it take really to make the most of it? What does it require that we do? 
Well, Miss Evelyn, making the most of it, I think, is, like you said, it's different for everybody. And we we have to be studying and praying and seeking God's face because we don't know what our it is mm-hmm. unless we get that direction from God. Because I can tell you what, Miss Evelyn, I can find a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not going to be what God wants for me. <laughs> you know, that is so true. And, it, and it's that way all your life. And one of the first things that you do is you you draw closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You draw That's closer right. to him. And what happens when we do that, Carrie? Well, when we draw cro- close to the Lord, our it becomes what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily what we think is best for us, but what God knows is best for us. And, um, again, all, all of our its probably look a little bit different, and that's okay. That's okay. And you got to know, Miss Evelyn, that it's not over until it's over. And for the followers of Christ, the best is yet to come. I'll tell you what, Miss Evelyn, a couple of weeks ago when you fell, you could have just said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to watch TV and I'm just not going to get up again. Like, it's just too much trouble. I was too mad. I couldn't say that. <laughs> get out of my way. I'm, you know, I got my tractor moving. You know, it is true. You just don't give up. You just don't. That's the thing. Because why? Jesus does not give up on us. It is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be who he wants us to be. Well, Miss Evelyn, I remember when I was a kid, we had a refrigerator. And back then, you know, you used to put all oh, kinds yeah. of magnets and everything all over your refrigerator. My mom had this magnet that I thought was so hilarious. It had this woman on it, and she had crazy hair, and she looked all bedraggled and haggled. And, and it said, be patient with me. God isn't finished with me yet. And you mm. know what, Miss Evelyn, that's, that's all. God's not finished with us, folks. You know, Miss Evelyn, he's not finished with you. You got up and you said, I'm moving on. Go ahead, Kathy. I would say, you know, one of the things that I love about Evelyn that is no matter what she's going through, no matter what her circumstances are, she makes the most of it because she always has something to share. It's always she comes with a gift or she comes with a word or she comes just with a some encouragement and a big hug and you know she no matter where she's at or what's going on she always has something to share she always shares it joyfully I hear her talk about serving at her church and you know I think of the schedule Evelyn that you have to keep in order to do everything that you do and yet you're always doing it with joy I never hear you talk about about service and how it is just wearing you out or, you know, how (laughs) frantic you are, how busy you are. I just always hear you talk about how you are sharing everything you have, your time, your energy, your resources, your words. You're doing that with joy. And that is such an inspiration to me that I think making the most of it, we always have something to share. Um, no, Thank even you. when we don't think we have something to share, we do, and we share it with joy. I love that. Well, you know, a lot of times, Kathy, when we feel like our bucket is empty, when we do share what little is left out of that bucket, we're so blessed, and our bucket gets filled back up again. Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn, I think you, you would put test- it out every morning. 
He said, morning by morning, you know, new mercies I will give you. And so I put a bucket out. I said, Lord, fill it up with mercy and grace today and vim and vigor. And, you know, it works for life. But, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not possible without the love of the Lord Jesus. It's not. That's exactly right. Now, friends, today we've talked about John. We've talked about how John was making the most of it as he was on the Isle of Patmos. And I don't want you to get bogged down in the book of Revelations because the book of Revelation is, um, you know, it's kind of a mysterious book. It's uh, it's it causes a lot of division at times. Um, but you know what? Um, the book of Revelation does is it tells us of Christ's future triumph over evil in this universe. Period. You know, don't get caught up in all of the um, kind of the the vi- dreams and visions. Um, it ultimately talks about Christ's triumph over this world. And I tell you what, it gives us a message of final hope, readers. And that's what we've been talking about today is our message of final hope and how making the most of every situation is important. Miss Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experiences as you traveled around this summer. Thank you for the program. Yeah, I had a great time with it. And thank you so much for discussing all these things with me, and I hope that our listeners can walk away saying, you know, good or bad, I can make the most of it, and drawing close to the Lord in that. I think that um, if you are not a disciple of Christ, then say yes today. Mm-hmm. Say yes to the today to the God who was and who is and who is to come, because He desires to be God over your was and your is and your is to come. And he offers you forgiveness for everything in your was, eternal life for your is to come. And for right now, in our is, he offers power over sin in our life, power and peace to cover our heart and mind, and abundant love to fill our deepest holes. I would say to our listeners, and I speak to myself, that we need to make the most of it today with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Kathy. And listeners, we hope that you'll join us next time on Love Talk.